exclusive podcast from Impact 89 FM. Michael, speak to me. I might be smelling my own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to speak to you about that, Denny. <laughs> I mean, are you saying this is actually an intervention? <laughs> Denny, now that we have you here, uh, let's we're going to make an impact. So. It's that new radio show, Intervention FM. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. You know what? We're going to have to go off the air. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry <laughs> listeners. Take five. We're we're gonna, gonna, we'll we, need, we need to brainstorm real quick. Patent pending. <laughs> So are you seeing new faces in the crowd, or, I mean... We had this one girl that was supposed to come last time, and she showed up, like, two hours late. <laughs> I don't know who that could have been. Yeah, I don't know who that could have been. No, but, be there. No, but seriously, because I remember you guys first coming on saying that, you know, first there's some old guys playing chess, you know, kind of doing their own thing. But when I showed up late, There were I old guys playing that. with my chest. King me! No, but seriously, when I showed up late, there was... There was, there was, there was <laughs> the one's got the jitters, and I got I gotta like it. No, we uh, <laughs> there was an old crowd, but there were youngsters in it. But now youngsters, oh my god, I'm one of the old people. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some little whippersnappers come in. But they're uh, give me my cane. It's starting to look more like a college. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Night now. There's a lot of there's like more hip. There was a guy who looked Hipsters, like Papa uh, anyway. Hip waiters. Uh, he just had a beard and he was, had pink skin. He just looked like he was angry. And and then Joe actually called him Papa anyway a few yeah, times. Nice. And he seemed like those kinds of people kind of died out a little bit. Yeah. Maybe because we I mean, were insulting them. I mean, you really died out. <laughs> I do think they called him. I've noticed that my crowds typically thin out once I start insulting <laughs> them. Once Danny started calling the guy a drunk Santa Claus, it didn't really help anything. I insulted and him with love. I guess he took an issue with that, and because um, he was Jewish. Or... And the next thing you know, uh, they were, he was found in a dumpster, and they can't prove anything. So <laughs> as far as I, my story stick there. But we've gotten like a lot of younger sort of. Uh, like college crowd looking. Yeah, down, like right? five, six year olds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we gotta feed them and get cranky and meet mm-hmm. amps, but uh they like us. Nice. So, I mean, as long as you're shiny objects. So, what's been the good or the bad with your performances so far? Well, one of the bad things is that Denny was actually um, voted funniest comic in America by the Make a Wish Foundation, but unfortunately, no child has wished to see him yet. Uh, and I was also voted uh, that's one of the bad funniest things. man of the year, and there's a little technicality because I'm white. And I was disqualified for that also. Speaking of which, Jordan just won uh, his way into the finals. Of a contest in Joey's in Livonia. Oh, no. tell me more about that. Oh, it was a contest in Livonia, and I won my way into the final. No, it was an open mic contest that went on for like twelve weeks. And the first time that I competed in it, everybody else fell asleep. <laughs> the first, okay, <laughs> I mean, like, your hand on a car to win the car. It's just twelve weeks of comedy. Comedy on a hard like, body. And then he got his GED at the end. It was great. <laughs> Thanks for stealing my thunder. So I competed the first time, and I actually lost. I took second. And because of that, I got invited back for a Best of the Rest show. And I won the Best of the Rest show and won my way into the finals. And I'll be competing um, at Joey's for the finals. And a winner of that one goes to L.A. to perform. It's like the NIT of comedy. Pretty much. (laughs) Now, where's where's Joey's? I was the 16th seed. Boom! (laughs) Number one upset. Joey's in Livonia. Okay. So do you guys perform at other places as well? Oh, yeah. We all try to get uh, as much stage time as possible. I did uh, connections a couple weeks ago. That's how I met Denny. Is, uh, I met him in Ann Arbor doing uh, the comedy showcase down there. Well, it's a funny story. It was eHarmony and comedy night <laughs> came together in a really weird... It's not that uh, funny. Come together. <laughs> <laughs> but, there were definitely uh, a couple punchlines. We, we met each other. Not, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Just like whoops all berries. The funny thing is but, we um, didn't even notice until the following morning when you were going to make me breakfast and bread and I was like, 
You have a who are you? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, both you guys, both Danny and Jordan, do uh, open mic at Connections from time to time, right? Um, he tried. I did my first, first time out there actually, um, just a couple weeks ago. I did that. I've done Ann Arbor a bunch. Ridley's Comedy Castle. Joey's been coming more and more. We actually met in Ann Arbor and kind of just said hey, and then the week or so later we were in uh, Joey's, and I thought, hey, you're the guy from Ann Arbor. We hit it off. I told him about this thing, uh, the cappuccino, and. Interestingly enough, the one I did at Connection a couple weeks ago went really well, so I thought, well, I should use that in Joey's for this contest. Not so much a different crowd. They didn't really like me very much. So uh, were, you, were you one of the best of the rest then also? Yes, which means all I did was not win the first round, <laughs> which I did, by the way, with flying colors. <laughs> and, uh, and when I get in there, I got last. I think I just opened up weird. And sometimes I have a tendency to open up and cling on. And I think they don't understand or follow me. And after, like, the first joke, I think by the third joke, they were still wondering why they weren't laughing from the first joke. And it took a lot to get them back. And by the end, it was okay, but it didn't win. So Jordan basically gave you 20 bucks to bomb, and now he's in the finals. That's a good situation. For <laughs> I, I, I bombed for Danny, Danny is ahead of his time. Only by about 14 minutes, he's ahead of his time. And until people catch up. There's actually a new venue in town that's just opened up. Uh, Max Barr is doing comedy now. Tom's actually going to be uh, doing the show over there on March 11th. Yes. So I think we're getting some kind of notice for doing this. I noticed the comedy club, they made Thursday night college night over there, too. So I think they're aware of what we're putting together. We must be doing pretty good. Now, do you ever feel competition with other venues? You know, I try not to because um, I actually talked to, left a message for the guy that's running Max and asked if he wanted to shoot comedians back and forth to make both of our shows better, you know. So I really, I, I would rather not be in competition with them and have to stomp them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Now, now you were saying that, um, you know, you started off your, your stand-up and you said people just weren't getting it. I mean, is stand-up like memorizing a script? Is there some points where you just like forget things, just completely stall? I mean, I mean how, does, how does that work? Well... No, I've never screwed up. <laughs> you what, what's your, what's your scariest moment that you've been doing stand-up? The scariest moment for any comedy or for comic is, a, is to bomb and to bomb is basically to tell a joke and not to get a laugh but not just like one if you have a five minute set and you don't get a laugh for five yeah. minutes you bomb when that's, you can hear the crickets in yeah. the background yeah that's never really when, when you go up to somebody after the set and say hi how was it and they say keep writing but you're like <laughs> no not to me <laughs> I, uh, there was a guy I knew at Connections, and I'm not going to use his name. I can't remember it, but it also hurt his feelings. But I guess, like, he came back, and I had done all right that night. The crowd wasn't great. I never bombed for a whole five minutes. Even the other night, they came around. But it's just painful because you thought it was a special joke. And I think I just maybe I spoke too fast and didn't get it, whatever. This guy said, yeah, man. He goes, it's really bad. I came when, when you're on stage and you can hear someone in the front row, you can see them turn to their friend. And you can hear them say, this guy sucks. And that happened. I said, "That happened to you, dude." He's like, "Yeah." Oh. <laughs> and I was like, "It's heartbreaking, you know." That was and his dad did. too. That's. Yeah, I've <laughs> <laughs> had that happen to me in bed. Never. At a comedy show. Well, the person, the person, the person, the person next to them. Oh, yeah. When I was kid, that's like the first time I've had that They turned to their, <laughs> turn their Teddy Ruxpin doll, and they're like, "Oh, this guy sucks." <laughs> pop in the tape and go to bed. <laughs> The front row is always the hardest, whether you're in bed or on stage. It's just there's uh, all those people looking at you, lights on you. So this is the well. You're in. You started in, in October, so it's a few months you've been doing this. Have you seen your skits progressed um, over time, or are you doing new ones every time? It's all been original. That's what's been Not unique about it. I I literally write something new every single time. 
because I don't remember what I said the month before because <laughs> I don't tape it. And then I just look at my notebook like every time, like, oh, all right, next joke. That one sucked. All right, here we are. A lot of us have repeated itself at the cafe. Like, I have, I have enough material I've done that I haven't repeated myself yet. And if, you know, down the road you do something and it was months ago, that's not a big deal. There's a place I do in Ann Arbor and every month I hear the same thing. And the guy's still looking up notes. Oh, and geez. I can tell him his bit. It's like, dude, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> I, really know. I know I know what you're going to do next. And it's kind of funny, but it's the same one every month. And I don't see that happening at the Firefly. I mean, at the... Uh, oops. <laughs> Forget I said that. That's another place, and that's happened. I love the place, but that happens. But at the Cappuccino, um, Joe was kind of particular about that. He don't want the same thing every month. So none of us have repeated ourselves. And I might have done something here that hasn't been done yet at the Cappuccino, but uh, you haven't done the same thing twice. I don't believe it's a unique There's still challenge, time. Really. <laughs> well, it keeps on your toes, though. Even doing comedy in a coffee house is, is a pretty good challenge. But all everybody's been great about writing new material, and it's it's really personally, I think too. You know, it keeps you driving. You know, it keeps you yeah. it keeps you writing new stuff. You build your uh, resume. You've been writing more than yeah, you've yeah. Been These guys got me all fired up. I was really kind of done. I kind of fell out of love with stand up. But uh, since we've been doing these shows, and I got really lucky, got these guys, and they've been killing up there. I, I've really been fired up about writing again. I'm going to have a whole new set at the show Thursday, and I hope it doesn't bomb. Well, but you you introduced uh, <clears throat> a few more original bits into the last one you did. He's been emceeing every time, and he did some new stuff last time, and it, was, it went over pretty well. I did so that I little think. bit about my dad. I think this was radio-friendly. I did a bit about where, when I was uh, 18, you know, I hated my dad and drove me out of the house, and it was the same thing, you know, when are you going to get a haircut? When are you going to clean your room? When are you going to get a job? You know, I moved out. I got tired of asking my dad those questions. <laughs> <laughs> that one got a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, got it. See, that's why it's comedy. You doing your show with just a cup and a string and nobody listening. It just doesn't feel right. Appreciate the sympathy laugh, guys. You guys have already heard that one. It went over right. See, that's the other thing we've all heard is like, oh, is he doing this again? Actually, <laughs> we need to get the laugh track button in here. There we go. I'm going to need that for the show on Thursday. At least I want to get one of those for the show. But I'm comfortable laugh track. Let's pay somebody to sit up front. It's just a bunch of former smokers like, oh, 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 oh. Like, oh, that just does not sell the same way. I mean, since since you've been performing here for a while, do you kind of try to get the feel for your audience? What makes them laugh? What doesn't make them laugh? I try to feel up the audience. No, sometimes, like, you try. Am I allowed to say that? So feel up or not? I'll tell other people to. I dodged that bullet, right? Uh, we try to, uh, like, going on first is the toughest, uh, and Ed had to do that. His first time there, he went on first. He and didn't know like, he was going to be going on first either. No, someone He's dropped. the one he got. And then that last month, I thought, well, don't worry, dude, you're, you know, someone else. <laughs> that dude dropped, and it was someone I introduced. So he got stuck going on first again, and he's done really well. The second time was even better than the first. Yeah. And that's the toughest because you don't know the crowd yet. Yeah. And he kind of, like, went out there and gave us a little, you know, a tester. And you, I like to try to mingle around the crowd and see what people are doing. So at least they don't hate me. <laughs> like, I'll hold the door for someone's like, you've got to be nice to me now. Yeah. You, know, like, you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get you look really nice. I like that shirt. I just go up there with <laughs> the cooler. Here, here we are. <laughs> but, uh, so, now nah, you, you can usually get a feel for the crowd, and especially if a couple of people have gone up before you. You know what I mean? And once you, if the first couple of things you do go well, then you got them, and then you can be yourself. And that's what happened the other night. The first couple of things didn't go well, and I just, after that, I was just like, that's what can really be tough with comedy is that one your set might go over 
awesome at one club, one audience. Awesomely. Next night, you could do the same thing, the same set, and all of a sudden, you know. Yeah, and it'll take a minute to catch up if they don't like the first. If they don't like the first three things you do, then you're, you're, you have like a complex the rest of the bit until you get another laugh, and then you kind of ease back into it. It's all based on like you're as good as your last laugh, and if you get a laugh off the off the bat. They're more forgiving if you do something a little lame in the middle. Comedy, so comedy is a lot like being in the start bedroom. Start strong. The first three things again. you do aren't good. You better hope that fourth thing's amazing. Go back to the well. All right. Do <laughs> you guys feel like your the stuff that you think is really funny, they don't think is really funny, and the, the stuff that you think is kind of dumb? Yeah. Or easy. They, they laugh at the wrong part. That's not the funny yeah, that's part. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. They laugh at something that's sort of like remedial like and yeah. so, elementary. I, I feel like that too, and I also like calling out the audience and being like, all right, that's funny. Like, you guys are yeah. good. Oh, I've done yeah. that. That's funny. Like, like, I just don't care. That's my favorite part. Well, I was going to say one time, and I forgot to say it, and Joey's like, you guys stick with it. I think you'll make a good crowd someday. Like, we came up with it. And I would have been great, but honestly, it wasn't their fault. It was They were great. I couldn't blame anything. The crowd was an excellent crowd, <laughs> as, as Jordan found out. That was just me. If you, I blame for, like, uh, for the listeners just tuning in, I'm Jordan Jones, and I won <laughs> the, uh, the NIT best of the rest. The NIT right best of the rest, and I will be competing for the finals. Thank you for listening. Thank you. I'm FM, and I am Jordan Jones, and I won. Okay, yeah. I won the best of the rest. Eric Roberts was there. It was awesome. <laughs> and Jordan identification. <laughs> Now, are you guys competing at the Cappuccino Cafe, or is it just staying? No, we were, but after Joey's, yes. <laughs> but bring him down. I can't stand looking at him now. He's still there? No, we not. And that, that's what I like about it, is we actually are all friends at the Cappuccino. And some of these other places, they're clicky, or they, they regard you, with you know, they kind of critiquing you while you're up there, and you won't get another comedian to laugh. And we all actually like each other's humor. We're all friends. We hang out outside here. You know, uh, Joe yeah. came to see me. The other night in connections. And, oh yeah, Ed was there too. Was that your sister? Yeah. Yeah, they had to take off. We were gonna yeah, have to take man. off because she had to work. <laughs> That's my sister. My oh sister. no, it was your sister. Yeah, you remember? Not my sister. Well, we're close family. <laughs> you should make. Hey, Ed was there too. Wait, wait, wait. Was that your sister? Because I was gonna ask you. Uh, like, like you threw up no reason. That was your sister, right? Like, you really should make. No, like that. Just, <laughs> it's scary. It's like people in the back. She wants you. <laughs> but uh, they came to see me. I've I've been to see uh, Jordan when he was on and I wasn't, and vice versa. And uh, Tom has not come to see me yet. But he I don't have a sister. <laughs> but I think I'm going to go see him. He's on, and go ahead and tell him about that. Tell him. Thank you, Denny. Tell him about that. Uh, well, uh, well, this guy had his segues. Oh. <laughs> that reminds me of a funny Tom? story. Tom, go. <laughs> Why don't you tell it, Tom? Uh, no, uh, March 11th, that will be at Max Bar. Like Joe said, they, uh, they started up a venue again, and so I'm looking forward to getting drunk. So that's a good situation. I think it's going to be positive for everyone involved. You're not actually doing comedy. You're just no, I'm know, literally just. Gonna, I'm yeah. just going to be there. Yeah. Oh, then in that case, it's, I'm going to be at bar later tonight. Not sure which one yet. I will be performing several. I was performing over here. I usually do some funny know? in the bathroom. You can uh, right now find me and Denny on Comcast On Demand. You can't say that. Yeah. No, you can't. I can't. Okay. They're worried about SEC rules. Can we rewind this? Just don't say what we're doing. We're not live. This is live. We have a five-minute delay here. Guys, the microphone's been off for the last ten minutes. I really don't care. Like all the listeners are going to on demand now, and they're like, "This is what they want us to go see. This is awesome." Don't worry about it. Yeah, with the Joey's had open Comcast open mic thing, and they film it in seven or eight minutes, and 
were on there. I don't know how you only any, three or five minutes made. Uh, really, I, I'm not really suited for television. So only three of my seven minutes. Well, you are. If they you had all your, your, your whole thing on. Mara, you're cool. <laughs> now, was this, now, was this the seven minutes that, that you did the last, the last time? No, no. This it was, was uh, It's on Comcast. No, it was a different one. But it's on Everybody's going to like start turning in like, oh, I want to see what... No, you can't. Go to On Demand, go to Get Local, go to Comedy, and don't do any of that. <laughs> Think with our legs were better suited to radio. That was close. <laughs> How'd you like that say? <laughs> but, but don't. Who's Gossage over here? Oh, we don't. But, uh, yeah. So, how about a segue? Denny, one of your famous segues? Yeah, uh, I think, well, it's interesting. I uh, I was raised in Jackson before I moved to Ann Arbor, and I think Ed has something to say about his comedy. No, I just, I love your segues. That was a good one. It's an in, it's interesting. I was raised in Jackson, which is the birthplace of the Republican Party. I've heard that. Yeah. And, um, and Ed's first time was two months ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to start doing that. I was born to poor, but proud family. And Joe grew a mustache. Dad, and Danny can tell jokes in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah, I speak a little Spanish. Oh, so, no, 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 no. I also play a little bongo. Emily's <laughs> <laughs> here. So, what have what have been your skits that have been that have gone over the best at Cappuccino Cafe so far? Um, I've actually um, Jordan did one well. was concerning <laughs> going there. to the bathroom with his pants on. That one went over yeah, well. Big. Yeah, I did a, a skit involving my grandmother and Alzheimer's and um, how it led me to quit a habit of mine. And, and that habit is. Uh, Visiting my <laughs> remember uh, mostly drug related. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm clean now. <laughs> Plus, of course, you're buying. <laughs> I put Jesus and Tractor Beam together. That got a nice little yep. spot. Yeah, no one I'm done looking for an opportunity to do that for you. Let's stop to yeah. get those two together. Even we've been trying. <laughs> yeah. And he has, uh, Daddy has a house boy in his crawl space. That's that right. Was a really good boy but that's a true story, so that's not really. Yeah, it's not so much funny. It's, yeah. just, <laughs> it's sad, but funny sad. <laughs> it's sad, but it's happy. He gets 13 cents an hour, so it's a win-win. <laughs> you know, he makes one hell of a. Show. And Danny doesn't have to. Lick his fingers now. When he yeah, that's why I'm paying fifty cents an hour now. I don't have to look at my own fingers when I turn pages. <laughs> so basically, I have a little kid that looks at my fingers. That's all he does. You know, it's kind of it's usually been just the whirlwind. You never know what comedians are going to do what, but it's been a positive response. You know, you never know who's going to say what about what, but it, the crowds are laughing. You know, so I don't know. It's not necessarily one particular thing they're picking up on, but it's such a these guys. I call them my Red Bull comedians. They're like all over the place. It's hard to tell what's uh, they're laughing, but that we've been getting some huge laughs. I've never actually heard you call me that before, but uh, well, I like it. I wait till I get on the radio. <laughs> I've heard him call, call you a lot of stuff. <laughs> I've heard Red Bull, stuff, but never Red Bull. <laughs> so you guys are performing again on Thursday. Yes, Thursday at Cappuccino Cafe. The yes, February at eight p.m. At eight o'clock. Eight p.m. Ocho. It is the uh, friendly eight. neighborhood cafe. <laughs> and where can people go anywhere for more information? Oh, we're working on that. Yeah, you can go to the website, <laughs> cappuccinocafe.com, and they have the comedy information listed on there. And we are, I think we're kicking around the idea of doing a, uh, a Facebook-related thing. But yeah, you can go to the website and get some information on it. So call in, let us know what you think. So what is the, uh, just cappuccinocafe.com? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And is the number? Uh, it's 333-5961. My personal number for college girls looking for old guys is. So again, that is um, a comedy night at Cappuccino Cafe at 8 p.m. on Thursday, February 12th. Thank you guys. We we refer to it as the Brew Ha Ha's. The Brew Ha Ha's. Yeah, that's going to be our new name. Can we do the lineup? 
Yes, yes. Okay, uh, the lineup that night, it's going to be uh, Dan Homernick. He's going to open the show. Adam Lark from Livonia. Mike Hopper from Ann Arbor. Ed Glazer from Greater Lansing as opposed to Lesser Lansing. That's the south side. Uh, myself, Joe Brandon from DeWitt. Uh, Eddie Kane will be there from Flint. Or Jeremy Ross Kane. from Ann Arbor. Denny Green from Ann Arbor. And Tom Stavinsky will be the feature act that night from Lansing and from Howell. Did you know Jordan Jones won a contest? Or he <laughs> will be our headliner. I'm actually from Plymouth. Jordan will be our headliner that night. <laughs> okay. Peace out. All right. Well, thank you very much Thanks guys for, for coming on the thank show. You. And good luck on Thursday. Thank you. And thank you for coming late to our show last time. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thanks for coming early to the we'll next one. We'll see you at the next one. Early. <laughs> You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Prime Time. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now... Back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. I'm your host, Emily Fox. And up next, we have the Triathlon Club to here to talk about the Heartthrob 5K um, the day after Valentine's Day. But before that, I want to let you know about a few events that are happening on campus in the next week or so. Tonight, in about a half an hour, so I hope you guys can make it, um, at Wells Hall, there's a showing of America the Beautiful. It is a documentary that um, gives an inside look on industries that are shaping the standards of beauty in society, and the director will also be there to answer questions. Again, that's 8 p.m. tonight at B108 Wells Hall, America the Beautiful, the documentary. And then Wednesday and throughout the week, um, the play Driving Miss Daisy will be performed at Boar's Head. For more information, you can go to boarshead.com or call 517-484-7805. And on Thursday, um, uh, the Kellogg Center, at the Kellogg Center, um, because of Black History Month, um, there will be, um, I totally lost my place in here. Okay, the Slavery to Freedom and American Odyssey. Um, and that will be Thursday, February 12th. Um, and what happens is usually a speaker comes in, and this Thursday, Mr. Clarence B. Jones delivers the sharp edge of defense, law, and civil rights. Jones served as a speechwriter and counsel to Martin Luther King, Jr. He coordinated the legal defense of Dr. King and others against the libel suits filed against them by city officials of Birmingham, Alabama. The Supreme Court ruling in this case, Sullivan versus the New York Times, resulted in the landmark decision on the current law of libel. In April 1963, he also drafted the settlement and agreed an agreement between the city of Birmingham and Dr. King to bring about an end of demonstrations and the desegregation of department stores and public accommodations. So again, that is Mr. Clarence B. Jones, and he will be at the Kellogg's Conference Center on Thursday, February 12th at 5 p.m. For more information, you can call 517 432 4979. 
And then on Friday, Swing and Salsa, um, the MSU uh, Ballroom Club will be um, giving out lessons at the MSU Union from 9 p.m. to to midnight that they will be giving salsa lessons and swing lessons. And then also on Sunday, Rain, a tribute to the Beatles band, will be performing at the Wharton Center. Um, And apparently there's going to be some... You know, some videos up where that'll show old, old films and in commercials, along with um, tribute uh, songs to, for the Beatles, and that'll be Sunday, February fifteenth, um, at three p.m. For more information, you can call the Wharton Center at one eight hundred Wharton or www.wartoncenter.com. And I think that is it for the events for this week. And right now, I will interview the Triathlon Club about the Heartthrob five k. Welcome to the show. Thank Hi, you. Thanks. If you guys want to go around and introduce yourselves. Sure. Uh, my name is Joshua Motter. I'm the president of the Triathlon Club. Uh, my name is Justin Kozatek. I'm the race director for the Heartthrob 5K. Okay. My name is Lindsay Polinko, and I'm the event director. All right. So when and where is this event? It will be at Bessie Hall on Sunday, February 15th. And how many people are you expecting to run? Um, hopefully about 200. Uh, I think that's what we did last year. Yeah. Well, we actually currently have about 180 signed up as of now. And so we expect if the weather stays nice like this to have day of registration go up pretty high. So. Yeah. Uh, have you done this event before? Yes. Yep. This is our second year. How did it go over last year? Um, it went pretty well considering the day of weather. Our day of registration definitely wasn't as much as we hoped it to be. The ice was uh, pretty substantial on the course that day, so it wasn't wasn't good weather, but we still had a good good turnout considering. So, And where's the path that people will run? Um, it typically follows the river trail. Um, it's pretty similar to other 5K courses that are run on campus, but mainly follows the river trail. Mm-hmm. Okay. And since it will be the day after Valentine's Day and is called the Heartthrob 5K, will there, be a, will there be an emphasis on couples and will they have to run together or will people win awards by you know couples or is there a theme going on there? We do have a uh, couples division where they can sign up as a team of two, um, male, female, and co-ed. Um, and then we just add the times together and then the fastest couple team will win that division. Okay. And is this a race or is this just kind of for fun? Mm-hmm. It's a race. There's overall um, prizes to the overall male, overall female, and overall couple winners. And then we go three deep in all of our age groups. So we give medals to um, the top three competitors in each age group. So it is competitive. Now, what's a good time to run a 5K, like, for speed-wise? <laughs> um, well, I guess Olympics. we can. <laughs> <laughs> for you guys, for you guys. Um, for us, for guys, 18. 17 is going yeah. to be pretty close probably to the winning time for men. And females under 20 is Yeah, that's good. 20 is good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, did you guys get to run it last year? No. No, we don't get to run. We no. just work it. Oh, yep. I see, I see. Provide the goodies. Yep. <laughs> and where do the proceeds go to? To the MSU Triathlon Club. It helps fund our nationals travel, basically, to get down. It's going to be in Texas this year. Okay, so did you guys have to compete to get there, or are you just going to this event? Um, Every team is allowed to send 14 competitors, 7 males and 7 females, which is different than it has been in the past. Typically, it's just um, you've been able to bring a lot more team members, but it's not a qualifier race. All teams can go, um, but it is definitely getting more competitive. So we're sending 14 members this year, and uh, 
We hope to do really well. We placed tenth overall last year. Out the year of, before. And the year before, out yeah. of over eighty teams. Eighty or ninety schools. Yeah. At least, so. so. Now, what do you guys have to do in order to train for those types of events? Lots. Lots of training. A lot. Um, typically, um, we provide two practices a day at least, um, alternating the different disciplines of swimming, biking, and running. Um, usually on the weekends, we'll do our long events, like a long bike ride and a long run on Sunday, and then just mix it up during the week. So. How long does... Because I, I was looking on, on your website, and it says that you guys, in like May, you do an indoor triathlon at... Michigan Athletic Club, and it's like 20 minutes of biking, 20 minutes of running on a track, 20 minutes of swimming. Is yeah. that a standard triathlon? No, not at all. That's more standard for indoor triathlons. Um, that's a really great way for beginner triathletes to kind of start out and get a feel for it. Since it's indoor, you kind of have to regulate just the amount of time um, people can do each discipline. But a standard triathlon, which is what um, we compete in, we compete in Olympic distance triathlon, and that's what our nationals will be. And that's a 1.5k swim and a 40k bike and then a 10k run. Oh wow! It's so. a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think of when I when people say, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm a triathlete," I'm like, "Oh, that's really impressive." And then I looked at the website and I was like, "Wait, 20 minutes of each? I, I could do you that. Maybe yeah. I could do that." <laughs> um, and also, um, in regards to the Heartthrob 5K that will be happening this weekend, um, I noticed that the route was on my uh, mapmyrun.com, which I just discovered the other day because I wouldn't <laughs> call myself a runner, but I do run sometimes. And how that's set up, uh, for people who may not know, is just kind of, you can, it's kind of like MapQuest in a way that you have this map and then you just click from here to here to here and it mm -hmm. just maps your run. Is that how you guys were able to you know, get the 3.1 miles for this run this weekend? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we kind of knew that the course was going to be about that long anyways from previous 5K mm -hmm. races. But, yeah, that's how we typically do it. We also held a sprint triathlon on campus this past fall, and that's how we mapped out our run for um, for that portion of the race. It was a different course than what our Heartthrob 5K is, but, yeah, Map My Run comes in. I, yeah, I think it's a great resource. I mean, how do people used to map out distances before then? Oh, just guess. Time it. Now, how can people register for this weekend's 5K? Um, if they go to our website, www.msutriathlon.com, they can find um, information on all of our events, as well as uh, the Heartthrob 5K. And that it will link us to the link it to the active yeah, site, which links. is where the registration occurs. So. Okay. Now I kind of have. Maybe a little off question that isn't necessarily about the Heartthrob 5K. But I'm kind of sort of a runner. I, I guess I wouldn't call myself a runner. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I have a hard time pushing myself, like running faster. Now, are some people naturally fast, or is it something that you train to make yourself faster? Or, or for people that are in races, just the whole time, are they just pushing? That depends, I think. I mean, there's definitely people that are inherently more competitive than others, but... You can definitely train yourself to become faster um, than you are, you know, at any time. But running against people brings out a competitive nature in anyone, mm -hmm. I think. So racing typically does that. Or training with a team. Yeah, it definitely yeah, helps to run with a group. Yeah. When I run alone, it's 
definitely usually yeah. it's a lot easier to get off task or get distracted and not yeah, pay you'll, attention. You'll watch the birds as you're like yeah. running and just like kind of slow down, but then you'd see a teammate come and catch up and to you, yeah. and you're just like, ah, I gotta go. So let's say if I did my my little two mile run that I usually do, if I just like pushed myself every single time, do you think that I would eventually become a fast runner if I was just like at a normal mm-hmm. yeah, you, know, you can get faster. Be faster. Definitely build up your endurance time. and. Yeah. You can just be like, oh, I'm going to run really fast to that light pole. (laughs) (laughs) Then to the next one. (laughs) Set whatever goals you want. (laughs) Just like Nemo, just keep swimming. (laughs) Bike and do everything else. (laughs) So what are are your favorite out of swimming, biking, and running? What are your favorites? Well, I'm a swimmer. I was a swimmer in high school. I've always liked it, so I'm partial to it. I always say that it's too short for the rest of it. I agree. (laughs) I do everything else. Yeah. See, I just started swimming at I am Circle, and I really embarrassed myself the first time because I, I really, I, maybe I had a few swimming lessons and you know when I was younger, but I completely forgot how to do that front stroke, mm-hmm. and I'm like there, and I didn't have any goggles or you know the the what do you call swim it? cap, swim yeah. cap. And I'm there, and I, I can't even get halfway down the pool without, like, lifting my head out of the water and, like, taking this huge, you know, gasp of breath. Like, you know, I couldn't get that, you know, you, you go put your arm over and then you, you know, breathe under your armpit kind of thing. And I just Doing looked like an once. idiot. <laughs> and I felt so dumb, but I kept trying. And now I'm really jealous of the people that can do the little flip when they get to the end of the pool and then underneath. Oh, yeah. No, all of the flip turn. Yeah, they're both swimmers. I did not come from a swimming background. I was a runner, so. Yeah, that can be the hardest to pick up i was a lifeguard yeah, but i found that technique yeah. and knowing how to not drown and knowing how to swim are two different things so but so you don't need to know how to do a flip turn for a triathlon no so. because oh, we don't. swim in open yeah. water where's your favorite place you've done a triathlon mm. not in michigan because it's flat <laughs> yeah. i don't know I, I don't know even though the hills are hard and stuff i don't know. I enjoy the rollers up and yeah, down. I liked uh, la- nationals last yeah. year. Our nationals last year, the past years, has been Tuscaloosa. in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and we swam in a river, which was pretty nice, I thought. And uh, yeah, the course was beautiful. Yeah, very nice. I like flat courses though. Yeah. <laughs> the bike hills, not good to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, how many triathlons do you guys do a year? It varies. Our during season, um, we have we. Nationals is usually our first big race that kicks off our season for the rest of the summer. Um, and we'd say how many, maybe uh, last up year to we 10 had, you could race in the summer? I don't know, six conference races, some five or six conference races. And then everyone always usually does other ones on top of that, just in between, just as like tune-up races. So We're part of the USAT Triathlon, which is the organization we're a part of. They designate um, certain races throughout the summer for... Um, the Midwestern like collegiate com- triathlon collegiate conference. So they designate certain races throughout Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio, that if you bring enough team members to, you can score as just like any varsity sport was. So it's kind of like our conference, and that's how we score and get a ranking amongst other triathlon teams in the in our region. So um, we typically try to go to all of those, and then like Josh said, they people throw in their own. We have. Ironman on our team, and some people do sprint distance triathlons, and all sorts of. Some people do adventure racing. The triple so. T. Yeah. What's adventure racing? Um, that's more. That's mountain biking and. Uh, what's it called? Orienteering. Orienteering. And canoeing oh, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. They pretty much they give, give you, you a like compass a compass and oh, really? a place to go, and you got to find your way there. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. 
There was something that I did um, this summer. I studied abroad in Africa, and I completely forget what the name was, but basically, um, like, there'll be one for specifically people from Europe or something, and you go to a 5K with all these people. Do you guys know about that, what it's called? Well, anyways, so we're there, and, you know, you have a bunch of people from MSU, and we get to know everyone who, you know, speaks English within this country in Africa. And I guess, you know, during the summer, they put on these 5K events for people from different areas of the world to just get together and run a 5K. Oh and then they have, like, all these, like, um, events that they do afterwards, like these little games that you have to play as a part of, like, initiation. And <laughs> it was kind of cool. <laughs> so it have, 5Ks are happening all over the world to bring people together. <laughs> um, so, um, why did you start? Why did you decide to do um, a five k around Valentine's Day? Um, it was kind of the only time we didn't already have a five k. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In previous years, we've done uh, what's called the Iceman five k, um, and that was in March. But we were uh, kind of stepping on the toes of the uh, Tower Guard that does the Shamrock five k, and we didn't really want to do that. So mm-hmm. we just looked in February, and February looked like a good month to have it. So. Mm-hmm. You always run the risk of bad weather, but <laughs> if it stays like today, then... Yeah, I heard it's going to get colder, though. <laughs> I know, wow. But it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be like a thunderstorm tomorrow, which I really? was... Yeah, high winds and rain and all That's day. That's exciting. Pretty but that'll today. blow over, and then the sun will come in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. There's not four inches of ice again this yeah. year. Yeah, well, how do, you, how do you guys run in the wintertime? I mean, because sometimes if there's, like, ice on the ground, I know sometimes now they have those kind of, like, cleats that you can just strap mm-hmm. onto the bottom yeah, of your like shoes. Some people have those. Um, I run in trail shoes. Gives you a little bit more traction. Otherwise, we just make run do. Run on the road. Yeah, <laughs> running on the road. The sidewalks around here in neighborhoods are pretty much miserable, so we do a lot of road running. Um, then cars get mad. Yeah, and if there's not space to run on the road, you just run on the sidewalk, and it's just a harder workout. I mean, it's like running in the sand, so yeah, if anything, it's just better beach. for the training. Mm-hmm. You might go slower, but you're working harder, so. I mean, how many hours do you guys put in a week um, for training for triathlons? Um, it varies. Some people can put in probably, like, close to 20, 21 hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, otherwise, like, 15. I mean, you figure at least an hour a day, um, and we typically train seven days a week, but usually more than that, I mean... Our swim practices are about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and runs are typically an hour and a half. I mean, just in total duration. So, I mean, I would say two to three hours a day isn't out of the question. Yeah. That sounds pretty intense. What What gives you the drive to do all that? The team. People. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah, We're definitely. a cool bunch of people. I always, I don't know, it's like a friendly competition, and you always want to top the guy that's in the next lane or whatever. Yep. How many people are, are in the triathlon club? There are over 75 members. Yeah, I'd say at least 100. Wow. Yeah, and then active, um, our size has increased a ton. I'm a junior now, and when I was here freshman year, it was not quite even 50. And we've mm-hmm. just, the sport of triathlon has grown immensely since, I mean, I never even really considered it until I came here. Um, so our club's kind of booming with that. And I mean, at practices, yeah. our swim practices are really popular. So our yeah, run practice. So the the whole pool. It's really easy just to come hang out, especially the runs. Like, we meet up in a circle and then just meet up and then just go out for a run. And yeah. Easily 30, 40 people there. So. And we have such a variety of abilities. I mean, we have people who compete, you know, with elite USAT members and 
people who have pro status, we have people who have never exercised in their life and are just starting out. So, I mean, any ability or range that you are coming from, you'll be able to find someone to train mm -hmm. with, which yeah. is what's so great. I mean, you can find a training partner at any ability. So what would you say to someone who, let's say a friend of yours wants to do this 5K, but they're like, I never run. I mean, what would you say to, to I guess, encourage them or maybe tips of training to get them, you know, to be able to do something like that? There's yeah, good it's food never too at late. the end of the race. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. The, the goodies at the end. Good prizes. <laughs> Delicious food at the end. Like what? What are you guys serving? We are going to have, this is the first year that we are going to have hot soup from Kosi at the end. So that's going to be mm -hmm. delicious. Yeah. And bagels from bagels Big from Apple. Yeah. And we'll have some post-race massage. <laughs> by, yeah. uh, Creative wellness. Gracious oh, people wow. that have donated their time. So they get to touch all the sweaty bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have several massage therapists coming and they'll be doing table and chair massages and there's lots of, we have a lot of good raffles. At yeah. the end. I mean, it's just a really fun atmosphere. So if you're not, if running itself doesn't generally excite you, I mean, you I mean could there's walk a lot of it. festivities. Yeah. And it's a 5k run yeah. walk. So. And there is a couples division too. So we would encourage like, you know, if you don't bring that, uh, someone that you're training with to come and run with you and then yeah. just make it a fun run. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be super competitive. Right. It can just be fun. <laughs> yeah. So are, are you expecting primarily college students because it's going to be on MSU's campus? Yeah. Um, I guess that draws most of the people because it's on campus. But, I mean, we expect to have some people in the area. Yeah, we definitely have a, most of our mail-in registrations, which we've gotten a lot of, are from people in the community, not necessarily students. Um, we do a pretty... Um, extensive job advertising in magazines and online, you know, activity, yeah. outdoor activity websites and mm -hmm. throughout the general, like, um, you know, local businesses and things on Grand River. We do a lot of postings there and we have contacts with other running clubs and swim clubs and triathlon clubs and we yeah. email them. So we really yeah. try and get the word out. So there's a pretty good spread of other people that aren't necessarily we try students. to get like the high school students involved mm -hmm. like we'll email the athletic directors of the high schools in the area it's a pretty good spread so what are some good things to eat before and after a 5k i guess it depends on the person because i don't really like to eat much before the race because my stomach just gets yeah. all nervous i always tend to eat light nothing really heavy or anything like that maybe a bread and some yeah, peanut, butter. peanut butter and bread yeah. is a triathlon yeah. staple or a banana <laughs> before oh yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll go through a loaf <laughs> i eat anything before but i mean yeah i mean power bars or something light so yeah. like are bad things to eat like what if you just like drank like a gallon of milk before you went to bed? maybe not the best <laughs> but i've come close to it i don't think i do that and do anything after a drink <laughs> so what about what about like for me for example if i eat or drink anything two hours before i go on a little two mile run i get like big cramps on my side yeah. like how do you prevent that totally depends on the person then you that's just something you have to come to know about yourself so then i mean there's people on our team who eat half a power bar three hours before, you know, that's it, if they're really yeah. sensitive. I'll eat a few donuts five minutes before yeah, the race. Yeah, we've all done the race. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I don't really care. Yeah, we've all had that race where you just got to try and see what your stomach yeah. can handle and how much you can take. And try things before you actually race, so it's good to, anything that, you say you should never try something new the day of a race. You should try it, you know, when you're practicing. So if you want to figure out what works best for you, that's what you try when you're going out for a practice run or something like mm -hmm. that. 
So are you guys putting on other events throughout the year? Yes. Um, we actually have a couple indoor triathlons that we're hosting. Um, one is at the MAC, um, and another one is at the YMCA in Hazlitt. Um, both of those can also be found on our website. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're just 20-minute uh, swims, 20-minute bikes, and 20-minute runs, and we just track the distance that you cover. And then whoever covers the most at the end would be the winner. Um, due to space, we tend to do heats where we'll do, like, uh, five or six people. They'll swim for 20 minutes, and then we'll rotate in six people when they go to the bike. So it's pretty much six people heats um, pretty much all day. And um, we just tabulate the results at the end and send out emails on who won and stuff. Unless you want to stick around, then we can announce it at the event. We've done the Iron Mac. We've helped with the Michigan Athletic Club. We've helped run the Iron Mac in years past. But the one that we're doing on our own this year at the YMCA is called the Green and White Triathlon. And that'll be our first year doing this one. But that one's on March 1st. Um, so that's coming up. And the Iron Mac isn't until April, April. 5th. Mm -hmm. So, But they're great races for people to kind of kick kick off their season or kind of see where their training is as far as training for triathlon. Definitely. It's not quite as intimidating <laughs> as doing one outside, so if you're a beginner, it's a great way to start. It's mm -hmm. a pretty controlled atmosphere. Um, so where can people go for more information about the Heartthrob and um, MSU triathlon team? Everything's on our website at www.msutriathlon.com. Right, it's well, a pretty cool website. Right. <laughs> well, thank you guys very much for coming out. And again, the Heartthrob at um, 5K is on Saturday. It's no, on Sunday. 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 Yep. Sunday at what time? It starts at, at noon. It starts at noon. starts at noon, yep. and people can still register? People yep. can yes. still register online, and there's day of registration starting, starting at, at 10. Yep, 10 to right before the race, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. At right. Bessie Hill. Well, I hope you guys have wonderful weather that day. Thank well, you. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Right, you're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building. Without all that smoking. Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Morning's 89-second play. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into The Impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you could win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. I'm your host, Emily Fox, and right now I have some guys here um, to talk about 
um, Mike Club at Max Bar. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves really briefly? My name is Sincere Mid Mob Section, founder of Mike Club. Um, Joshua Smith, known to listeners as Jay Young, the general, former host of The Cultural Vibe. Uh, Eric Huffman, better known as E. Huff, the host of The Cultural Vibe. Very nice. We have some impact people here. So tell me a little bit about um, the Mike Club. Um, Mike Club, I mean, it was just... Um, unless you lived under a rock here in the 517 for like the past few years, you would know of an event called uh, Respiration. Uh, shout out to Clockwise and Versus, the FOS. Um, they gave me an opportunity to throw one of their events, Respiration, one day. And uh, um, from there on, I, the club owner, he asked me to start my own event. So I was watching the movie Fight Club. And that's where I came up with the concept for Mike Club at. So I just <laughs> okay. to really just bring out all types of genres and everything. Uh, and uh, the streets, um, you know, your backpack, you know, R&B. So, you know, whoever, you know what I'm saying? Just everything across the board. And then I hollered at my man, Jay Young, uh, Jay Young General, who was the host at uh, 88.9 at the time. And, you know, I brought him into the fold. I see that he had a lot of love for the hip-hop scene. And I just really just wanted to just kind of just bring people into the fold who has a lot of love for the scene and wants to push the scene in the right direction. That's what my club represents. Very nice. So how long has this been going on for? I'm sorry. How long has it been going on for? Oh, man. My club has been going on since November of 2007. Mm. So we celebrated our one-year anniversary in December. Shout out to everybody who missed it. And, <laughs> you know, but uh, we're still here. And, uh, I mean, we're just going hard, going in. And, you know, we're bringing out, bringing out a lot of top acts all, all, all across the state. I mean, you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, my man Jay Young and everything like that. I tell you firsthand. I mean, he came to my club originally when it first started. He said he had never seen Max Bar that pack before, and I, that tripped me out. I said, "Wow, really? I did that? Okay." Yeah, it's, so. it was a lot of potential with the show. Like we kept close tabs with Respiration because when I was a host, I wasn't just a host; I was also a performer. So I, I uh, used to perform in Respiration. And I noticed that there's like kind of like two different groups of hip hop fans. You have your Michigan State yeah. crowd, and they they like the uh, local acts like One Below and Majestic Legend and Filthy, um, local people like that. And then you have like Lansing, and they there's a, a whole different um, sect of hip hop in Lansing. Mm -hmm. And my club is really the only show to kind of tap into to that sect of Lansing. So I wanted to kind of see some of the respiration crowd and some of the mic club crowd merge and you know kind of kind of promote hip hop for everybody in the area yeah i'm i'm hoping to see that crowd uh, um some things just happen i can't really speak on it and everything uh positive things and everything uh involving the small planet i don't really have too much information to share too much about that right now but something big will be coming to the small planet soon involving hip hop and um basically man i mean my club is basically we're just using that as the bed to push anything that's 517 mid Michigan and Michigan, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like uh my man E Huff 889 and everything, you know, he'll come out and he'll see what's popping and I'll come up here and I'll plug it and um he allows me to come up here to do my thing. Uh we got a magazine called Hood Illustrated. That's one of our sponsors. Check them out also um oops. Also, uh, <laughs> Spits and Pieces TV, you know, and everything. Uh, you can uh, watch them every Thursday out here. I think, uh, what's, Com what's Comcast? Uh, 
local channel around here. I think it's channel. It's like five of them. Yeah. I don't know which one it is. Wait, but wait, wait. It's on a, yeah, yeah. It's like channel 30. You know, you can, you can watch Spits and Pieces yeah, TV on channel 30. <laughs> and, you know, it's on the Mike Love flyer. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but uh, Mike Club is this Friday. And, um, I mean, can I tell people about some of the acts? We got yes, coming out? yes, oh, please. Okay, okay. Uh, we got the legendary Big Perm coming out and everything. And this group, Street Dream Entertainment. We got Goose, Big Goose, a Big Chip Records coming out from Jackson. Uh, my man, Christian Nelson. Smooth sounds, smooth R&B sounds. He's really um, talented. We also did a few songs with my man Jay Young over here. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, of course, it's hosted by Mr. Jay Young, the general. We got my dudes made life. This is also the last show for our Mike Club DJ, E-Nice, who's coming into his own as a uh, promoter. He has his own event, the Sort of Fly Bash, goes on at the Rockin' Night Club. And, uh, oh, yeah, we also got our first poet coming on, my man, um, Hakeem of CMO Fashions. Yeah, you know, y'all can check him out if y'all want to get fly. Check out CMO Fashions. And um, it's an open mic. Come out, sign up. Please, people, if you come out to open mic, I just got to make this just just clear, okay? It's a one-song set. Don't try to sign up seven, eight members of your crew trying to get a crew love set or whatever. Just come out, perform one song, come out, represent, you know. Make sure you also check out my man E. Huff every Saturday right here, 88.9, Cultural Vibe, Impact, you know. Thank you. Mike Club, man. So, is, so this is a monthly event? I'm sorry? Is this a monthly event? Yes, it's a monthly event. Um, there isn't a set day, but it's always on a Friday, you okay. know. So we just put the flyers out on the street, run around like crazy, and people come in. We fill it up wall to wall. So and, it's uh, it's this Friday at Max Bar at what time? This Friday. It will be wall to wall. I mean, I think it's it a great event, man. starts at 10, doesn't it? I'm sorry? starts at 10, doesn't it? 10? starts at 10? Yeah. starts at 10 o'clock. <laughs> I'm far, man. Crazy you, you over there, you know. My right side is my good side. Yeah, it starts at 10 o'clock. Make sure you're there. I mean, if you're trying to sign up early for the open mic, make sure you're there before 10, okay? First come, first serve. And um, you guys are all performing? Oh, yeah. Jay Young in general will definitely be holding it down. I'm just... I'm yeah, just, I'm, I'm, just I'm, I'm modest about it. Observe. I, I, how we do? I'll, I'll, I'll oh, man, he goes in. Whatever. He's trying yeah. to be modest. No, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of... It, when I was here at Impact, I didn't really talk about it much, so now I'm just always kind of reserved about it. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be performing a couple things. It's it's Valentine's Day weekend, so might as well do something special. With this man, Filthy, one of the dopest underground unsigned artists in the city, in the state, I'm telling you. If you don't know about Filthy, something's wrong with you, for real, because my man, Filthy, he goes in, so... Yeah, man. I mean, I'll get out there. I'll do a song. Really, just I just try to just keep everything intact. Just try to make sure everything's all right. Oh, yeah, we never had a, a fight, so don't be scared. You know, we've never had any fights. <laughs> no, it's no fight club. It's my club. <laughs> no fights, no bottles going over people's heads. That None of that. Well, we're almost, we're probably over time right now, but yeah. I wish you guys the best of luck. And again, for listeners that are just tuning in, um, it's Mike Club at Max Bar at 10 p.m. this Friday, starting at 10 p.m. this Friday. Thank mm-hmm. you guys very much for coming in. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.